One man's terrorist is another man's scroll? Hi, this is Phil Gursky, President and CEO of Borealis Threat and Risk Consulting in Russell, Ontario, Canada. You're listening to Quick Hits. couple days and nights, my wife and I have been really getting into the Marvel Studios movies. For those who aren't as familiar with this, these are, of course, superhero movies. Uh, Think Iron Man and Thor and the Incredible Hulk. And thanks to my son, Sean, who's a real Marvel fan, he, we now know the order in which to watch these movies. Because if you, if you watch them out of order, you get lots of questions and lots of things don't make any sense. As an aside, uh, well before the Marvel movies became Marvel movies, they were Marvel comics. And of course, Stan Lee was the mastermind, I think, of the Marvel series. As a child growing up in southern Ontario in the 1960s, I read the Marvel comics. I probably got copies from my older brothers who handed them down. And uh, had we been smart and not used the Marvel comics to line the birdcage or the cat litter box and rather kept them in pristine order, they probably would be worth a lot of money right now. But you know what? Hindsight's 2020 and and whatever. The movie I want to focus on tonight is Captain Marvel. Now, if you are a Marvel Films fan, a real fan, you might want to go get a coffee or a beer for the next five minutes as I explain what Captain Marvel's all about. If you can't spell Marvel movies and have no interest, you're going to get confused and probably bored. Bear with me. It's not going to take too long. I want to explain to you what happens in Captain Marvel. And you're going to see why I'm talking about it. So Captain Marvel is a superhero film, of course, filmed in, in 2019. And it is a female superhero, which is pretty rare in the Marvel Universe. Now, she is a soldier in a thing called the Star Force uh, on the planet Hala. And she is a Kree. Kree, K-R-E-E, is a race of people who are fighting another race of people that they call the Skrull. The Kree uh, see the Skrull, who, by the way, are shapeshifters. They can uh, alter their body form to assume the identity of somebody else, which leads to really cool things happening in a movie, by the way. They see the Skrull as a bunch of people who are trying to take over uh, planets and subjugate people, etc., etc. The female superhero, her name is uh, Veers, V-E-R-S, is being trained by her mentor, who is played by Jude Law, to control this power she seems to have. She's not quite sure where she has the power from, but she's trying to be, to, to control her emotions and become a better soldier. Anyhow, uh, long story short, uh, they get deployed. And a bit of a side story. So the uh, uh, Veers has been having all these uh, dreams, bits of dreams that seem to point to a, a past she can't remember. Anyhow, without going through the two-hour plot, Veers ends up... Uh, finding out that in fact she's not a uh, she's not a Cree she's human and that she was an Air Force pilot in the U.S. Air Force and that she died uh, or thought she died in a crash while she was flying with her mentor played by Annette Benning, whom she thought was a brilliant scientist when actual fact Annette Benning was a Cree who had created what they call a light force engine, which is basically, I think, an old warp engine for the Star Trek days. 
Anyhow, long story short, she now realizes that she was human and that she was taken kind of captive by a Jude Law who kind of saved her life when the plane blew up. Bottom line is she realizes that she is a human, albeit one with a superpower, and now she becomes uh, you know, a galactic hero kind of thing. You're under arrest. You're probably wondering, uh, halfway into this podcast, what the hell I'm doing talking about Captain Marvel on a podcast that talks about terrorism and national security and public safety. Here's the explanation. At one point in the film, the super, so Captain Marvel, who at this point is just, she's still just verse, she doesn't have the name Captain Marvel yet, confronts one of the Skrull, who she's been fighting the entire movie, and she calls the Skrull a terrorist. Until the scroll explains to her that actually the scroll aren't the terrorists. They're simply a people being persecuted by the Cree, the K-R-E-E Cree, not the Cree found here in Canada. And that they are trying to save themselves from this campaign to essentially get rid of all of them. And Jude Law is the main guy behind us and there's a superior intelligence and all that kind of stuff. The reason I'm talking about this is because the Cree have decided to label the scroll a bunch of terrorists. Now, where have we heard that in recent days and months and years here on Earth? Well, the Chinese government insists on calling the Uyghur Muslims terrorists, all one million of them up in northwestern Xinjiang province. That's why they've created those concentration camps, which they use the Orwellian euphemism of vocational centers, despite the fact they're hidden by barbed wire. People are forbidden from, from speaking Uyghur. They're forbidden from, from dressing like Muslims. They're for, forbidden from having beers, etc., etc. They have basically justified this campaign to re-educate the Uyghurs because they're all terrorists. In truth, there have been some Uyghurs who were terrorists. There have been several terrorist attacks carried out in China by Uyghur Islamist extremists. And there is a, a group called the East Turkestan Islamic Movement, or ETIM, which is a largely Uyghur terrorist organization. But the vast, vast, vast majority of Uyghurs are not terrorists. The same thing happens in Myanmar with that government, which have labeled the Rohingya as a bunch of terrorists. And you've probably seen the news of well over a million Rohingya who've been forced to flee into Bangladesh in absolutely dreadful conditions as refugees to get away from, from the Myanmar army who is basically slaughtering them. Yes, there are terrorists amongst the Rohingya, primarily what's called the ARSA, the Arakan Rohingya Salvation Army, which I think is a terrorist group. But no, the vast majority of Rohingya are not terrorists. They're simply civilians. The Russians did the same thing in the Caucasus in the 1990s. Yes, there were terrorist groups in the Caucasus, but calling all the Chechens and all the Ingushetians terrorists is simply inaccurate. Why am I bringing this up? Well, over the past week or so, there's been this great debate that is still ongoing about what to call what happened in Washington. Was it a terrorist, or a terrorist act? Was it not? Were there terrorists? Were there other people? The consensus that I'm seeing online is that the vast majority of people were not terrorists. There were some terrorists among them, such as the Proud Boys, maybe some Boogaloo Boys, maybe some QAnon supporters, although I'm not quite sure what to make of QAnon. Are they terrorists? Are they conspiracists? I'm not sure. Point is, is that people in power will often use the terrorism label to paint their enemies as somehow inhuman, people they can target, people they can eliminate. They use the excuse of terrorism to justify all kinds of military action or violent action to take these people out which is exactly what the Kree did against the Skrull in Captain Marvel. 
Could I see some identification, please? Veers, Cree Star Force. We don't carry our identification on little cards. Veers, Star Force. How long you plan to be in town? Oh, I'll be out of your hair as soon as I track down the scrolls that are infiltrating your planet. You've heard me say it before, I'll say it again. I know that there's lots of definitions of terrorism out there, and there doesn't seem to be any consensus. But you have to also accept that terrorism is a very politically charged term, and it's used by all kinds of people in all kinds of ways to justify all kinds of actions. I'm not naive enough. I didn't fall off the turnip truck yesterday. I'm not going to solve the problem of what to call a terrorist and what not to. I don't have a, a magic solution to get out of this conundrum of how do we accurately apply the term to those that deserve it and not apply it to those that don't. I'm just warning you that when you see the word terrorist used, you ask yourself, who's using the term and to what end? Are these really terrorists or are they something else? Looking at the scroll, you know, they're fighting for their very survival because the Kree want to essentially wipe them off the face of Hala or face of whatever the hell planet they live on. You could call them freedom fighters. Ah, the old one man's freedom fighter, another man's terrorist. Isn't that what Ronald Reagan said back in the 1980s? So do me a favor and do yourself a favor. Be very analytical when you come across the word terrorist and the word terrorism. Try to figure out how the term is being used, why it's being used, and what the ultimate motivation is. If you do at least that, you'll gain a better sense as to what terrorism is all about and what it's not all about. Anyhow, that's what I think about this. Of course, before I leave you today, you're going to get your Quick Hits Hardy Boys piece of wisdom from the Hardy Boys Guide to Life. This one comes from the Mystery of the Desert Giant. Quote, this is from Joe and Frank Hardy, Boy Detectives. Sometimes the price you have to pay for information can be an hour of tea in the par parlor of a company-loving landlady. I worked intelligence for 32 years. I met with sources. I gathered all kinds of information. I cannot recall once having the company of, in the parlor of a lady who likes tea. But maybe your experiences are different. Maybe that's the new, um, that's the new sort of model, the, the new procedure for gathering intelligence on terrorism. I don't know. Anyhow, like to know what you think of this podcast. You can reach me on email borealisrisk at gmail.com or on Twitter at borealisaves. You also find me on LinkedIn and on Facebook. If you like this content, you can subscribe to it. Go to my website, borealisthreatenedrisk.com. Hit the subscribe button, provide your email. You'll get a free daily digest as well as of all the material, blogs and podcasts like this one, as well as material that is provided uniquely and solely to subscribers. So it is worth subscribing to the website. Like to hear what you thought about this podcast. Maybe a little bit frivolous talking about Captain Marvel. I thought it was a deeper point in there, though. I'd love to hear your feedback and your views. I'll talk to you again soon. Until then, stay safe. Mm -hmm.